0: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and
1: Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.
0: Happy motherfucking long weekend!
1: Just like that, we're underway. Welcome to another episode of After 9, everybody. Uh, As Kat alluded to, we are cruising into the long weekend i really like the easter weekend i like i I will be at mass several times this weekend this is holy thursday no i will
0: people shit you go to mass really all the time all the time
1: all the time since when since i never stopped
0: you go is it just easter you you attend
1: no i go to mass all the time
0: you go to mass every weekend
1: uh most weekends
0: why do i feel like you were lying
1: why do you doubt me i i go to mass all the time
0: because this is literally i've known you for a decade and this is the first time i've ever heard you say anything about going to mass that's all so it just surprises me
1: well listen i i do think that there's a a lot of value in in going to mass oh sorry take away the pandemic because there was all those fucking rules for a while there where remember when the the there was the prohibition on praying in ontario thanks doug we, uh, I didn't go then, obviously, but no, I do make it my best effort to get to Mass all the time. Not something I talk about fairly regularly, but namely because uh, it's not a popular thing to say or admit, but on a weekend like this, yeah, I'll admit, I'm a Catholic and I go to Mass regularly. Uh, the Holy Thursday Mass is one of my favorites, so I'll be there tonight, of course, tomorrow, Good Friday, and the jury's out on Sunday. I don't know if I'll go Sunday, because, well... Easter mass tends to be uh, like Christmas mass. It's very, very busy with a lot of faces that you only really see at Christmas and Easter. So I don't know if I want to deal with the hassle of trying to get a parking space and getting there 45 minutes early. But
0: yeah, yeah, I remember I'll, those days.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you're in a tough spot. I mean, you've got a great built in excuse for years. It's very difficult with young children to go. And yeah, you're all set.
0: Oh, I, I that's the thing, right? I just... uh I remember being young, going to church with my parents, and even thinking, "What are they thinking, having yeah. us here?" Because it was nonstop asking us, "Sit down properly, do this. Here's a snack. Shut up!" Like it was, it was nonstop. I couldn't imagine bringing my children there. I couldn't. I couldn't. If you're if you're able to do it, good on you. That's fantastic.
1: Speaking of children. Even as they age, they're still your children. So, I had a call yesterday with my son, and then I had a call with my daughter. And for those who don't listen regularly, my son lives in the US. He goes to school there. My daughter lives in British Columbia. She goes to school there. And as much as uh, they're adults now, full blown adults, I still think of them as my little kids. And I miss the fact that I don't see them on Easter. So, every year, I ship them an Easter basket at their school and it's full of the same chocolates and treats that they would get if they were here. But I thought maybe now that they're in their 20s, I'm uh, carrying on a tradition here that doesn't need to be upheld. So I phoned my son first and I said, hey, pal, listen, I was about to ship you an Easter basket for Sunday and it occurred to me, maybe you're too old for this shit. Maybe you don't want an Easter basket. What would you like to do? I gotta respect the honesty, cat. He said, yeah, usually you ship me too much stuff and I end up giving a lot of it away. If you want, just ship me the money instead because I can put that to good use. Cash. Yeah, of course they're gonna ask for cash. Cash is king every time, right? But I mean, there's the tradition of Easter or there's just the impersonalness of an e-transfer. I, I guess I can send you the e-transfer, but I can't even put the little bunny emoji in there because the banks don't like that in the app. So uh, Easter's ruined. I'll just send out more money. Yeah.
0: That is such a disappointment. I love, my okay, so I'm like 35 and my mom will still make me a little care, care basket and things like that for Easter. Any occasion, like every occasion, my mom puts something together usually for me and my brother and sister. Obviously, my kids get way more than I get now. Thanks for that. Uh, but I love getting it. I, I would be so upset if I didn't get my usual little, you know, bag of goodies.
1: Kat, I'm a touch older than you are and my mom still takes care of me on yeah. Easter. The fact that my kids have hit the 20s and thought, oh, fuck this tradition, just give me the money instead. (laughs) Uh, And and my daughter, by the way, was in full agreement. She's like, yeah, it's nice. If you just want to send money, uh, I promise I will go and buy chocolates with it, uh, some of it, and and then I'll spend the rest on whatever. Yeah. right. All right. We've made some sort of a deal. (laughs) Interest rates being what they are, I don't know uh, how much longer I'll be shipping money out for the holidays, but... Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, the interest rates did not take long to go up, by the way. We told you yesterday the Bank of Canada was going to raise interest rates by a half a point. TD Canada Trust and Royal Bank have already raised theirs from 27 to 3.2%. Oh, it's getting real, cat. Yeah, and the bank is doubling down. The oh, They've got blinders on, right? And they're feeling the pressure because that's their job, and they completely abdicated it for so long. Now that inflation's a real problem, they've got to react, and they're overreacting. Uh, they said in addition to the half point that we got yesterday and the quarter point we got last month, there's going to be several more aggressive interest hikes coming. I just hope they don't, don't bankrupt the whole like fucking that. country in the meantime. Yeah,
0: I- Aggressive. I don't like that word being used when it no, comes ma'am. to the amount of money I'm spending. I don't like it at all.
1: No, ma'am. Uh, okay, let's get into it. There's a number of things to talk about. First and foremost, a whole bunch of things came down this morning. Uh, thinking about Toronto Mayor John Tory. He's a friend and he has tested positive for COVID. This is great news because John, who has been... a uh, Uh, champion of restrictions over the past two years. We'll finally see what all the hype is about. Yes, John, you've got COVID. He says he's experiencing extremely mild symptoms. So, John, I hope you feel better. Good luck this Easter weekend. You're going to feel fantastic by next week. You'll have a lot of natural immunity, and you're good to go. However, today, the Ontario Science Fiction Table is going to put out new modeling data. We get uh, another afternoon news conference with Dr. Peter fucking Uni. We need to stop moaning. No.
0: Why is he? Why? Can we ship him off early?
1: <laughs> well, actually, this one is good, Kat. I, I think this one is good. The uh, Science Fiction Table there, who has never published, ac- well, I shouldn't say never published accurate data, Their their predictions ...that they put out. Their modeling forecasts have been wildly wrong, and that has led government to impose a whole lot of restrictions based on that modeling, and the modeling never came true in a lot of cases. So today they'll put out new modeling data, but even they are struggling with what to do here. Just yesterday, it was late yesterday, it was announced by the science advisors, and even Dr. Isaac Bogosh, who's another one who advises the province and loves to look at himself on television, uh, said we've done it. The cases have plateaued in Ontario. We're now on the downswing. They're seeing declines in the wastewater data. They're seeing declines in hospitalizations. They are, they are saying that we have hit the plateau of wave six and the rest of it should be smooth sailing. Now, in all fairness, hospitalizations tend to, under previous waves, lag by a couple of weeks. I don't think it's lagging by a couple of weeks at all with this current variant. However, we do still have to wait a couple of weeks to see if our hospitals get overrun. There's no indication they will whatsoever. And the science table is going to have to either be very, very honest with us. Tell the truth. Or they're going to be forever condemned to the misinformation label that many have already uh, attached to them. If they come out today and say the cases have plateaued, which we're fully expecting they will, please, everyone, keep in mind, despite all the noise, bullshit and nonsense you've heard for the last couple of weeks about, oh, the mask mandate ended and Doug Ford's trying to kill Ontario and all that shit. Fuck you, Doug. (laughs) We've plateaued already ahead of most other provinces with no mask mandate. Without the mask mandate, cases have already plateaued in Ontario. Now, how is that possible with no masks? It's pretty fucking simple. Everybody caught it. If you didn't have it in January, you probably caught it in the last six weeks. So, yeah, there's a lot of reason to say that it has plateaued. The numbers are going down. This should mean we're out of the woods until at least next fall. And for everybody that was screaming at the top of their lungs, Bring back the mask mandate or this will never end and we're going to be locked down. Even Andrea Horvath yesterday being wildly irresponsible in trying to get some political points suggested that we would have to start canceling surgeries again soon. That's not the case, Andrea. We're doing just fine. We're doing just fine. A lot of people off right now, and that's unfortunate for the people who have to do double duty. But this is a problem that will correct itself in roughly five days. Everybody who's sick now goes back to work in a week. They've got natural immunity. We're good. So when the science fiction table comes on, feel free to have a good laugh about Dr. Peter Uni and wish him well. I believe it's another two months before he leaves. But let's hope that this is his swan song and he can actually say, yeah, yeah, the cases went down even without the masks. I don't understand. It shouldn't happen that way. But it did. I don't know. I don't get it. We need to change our attitudes. Fuck.
0: He'll never say that. I wish you would. That'd be great. He'll well, just that... continue to say that he's worried and blah, 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 I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, he oh, was and doing... He'll tell you, by the way, he'll also tell you Easter weekend's coming up. Make sure you don't see anybody and especially don't go inside it with anybody. I wouldn't still blah, blah, blah. Whatever.
1: Is he seriously want us to do an outside Easter? Come on. I've
0: heard. Uh, I I mean, I've heard that apparently he's he's calling for outside Easter's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's 2022. You asshole. Yeah, we're beyond that now. We are beyond
0: that. I don't know. I just go back to we're adults and we can make our own decision. And for you, and and I'll I'll say it again because I believe we said this in the podcast yesterday, but I'll say it again. I think a responsible thing for you to do if you are going to get together in person with people in a you know bigger set setting take a rabbit test before you go. Like, I think that's a nice thing to do, and I think everybody should do that, my opinion. And if you're negative and you feel good, great, go enjoy yourself. If you don't feel good, you feel crummy, and you're still not, not testing positive, though, you might want to consider not going too, because if you do have it and you pass it along, it's just not a nice thing. But it's not the end of the world. We know people are going to catch it i think people are gonna catch it this weekend if you haven't already like you mentioned so many people have and i do see events happening now which is great to see but you know it's gonna go around it's gonna happen and or if not that it's gonna be a gastro or some other shit but we all know that this usually happens anyway with other things but just keep in mind you can take those rapid tests they're free
1: i uh, i'm glad you mentioned rapid tests because i've been thinking about this a lot lately it is pretty remarkable that you can now test yourself on your own in the convenience and comfort of your own home for COVID-19. And the fact that we can do that is pretty revolutionary because it wasn't that long ago that we were all lining up at fucking assessment centers and outside hospitals waiting to get a swab stuffed up our nose and then logging on and continuously hitting refresh to get our results 24 hours later. The fact that you can get results quickly that this can happen in your own home with fairly decent accuracy rates is amazing. But where can we take this next? Now that we can start testing ourselves for shit at home, where's the technology going? Will we soon be able to, I don't know, test ourselves for an STD before we uh, get it on with somebody? (laughs) if, If we're not feeling well after dinner, will we soon be able to test ourselves for... I don't know. Did I get food poisoning? Have I got norovirus? What's going right, on here? Right. Can I test myself? I'm tired. Can I test myself for Lyme disease? I don't want to put the lab workers out of work, and I don't think they ever will be, but it would be kind of convenient and practical if we could develop some tests for other things that yeah. we could check ourselves for at home. Don't you think? I'm
0: I'm not going to pretend to know everything that goes into those kinds of, of rapid tests, for example, and I, don't, I know it took a while for them to even... Create, but yeah, I mean, if we had the the time and the resources, and that's just the thing, right? Is that for us? COVID nineteen was was top of the uh, list of important things to do in in healthcare in any field at all for labs for everybody. So that's what really got that done quickly, I think. So when you're talking about all, the, all those other things, those are great. They're gonna take a while to get there if we do even have the opportunity to, cause like you, you mentioned a couple different things. Okay, STDs being one of them. Maybe you test for this disease or that disease. I'm sure that's not something that just can be whipped up really quickly. We were able to do that. If you think about it, you're right. I mean, look at when COVID began to this point where we're at, where everybody can get a box of rapid tests at any time and test themselves from home. That's great. In two With, years. In, in two years, we managed to get that done, but that was also extremely important for us to do that so that our economy could move forward and, and our life could move forward basically. But that should be something that we could tackle. I mean, to be able to like pee into something, <laughs> I suppose, or um, take a swab of our mouth or throat or whatever it might be to find out about other things. At least we know if we're wasting time or not at doctor's offices, at hospitals, uh, at pharmacies for that matter. I think that that would be great. I don't know if that's anything that we'd put a ton of money into right away though, because there's other fish to fry, if you will.
1: Well, the government's gotta keep up a way of, of funneling all of our tax dollars to big pharma as much as possible. So I'm thinking that this is something we could advance. I mean, think of how practical it would be if you could just march down to shoppers or when you're not feeling well or have one delivered to your house, Uh, I want the strep test. I got a sore throat and I'm not sure if I've got strep or if I've just, uh, I don't know, swallowed something I shouldn't have swallowed. Be kind of cool if that could happen. It'd be nice if you could take a rapid test and it would tell you you have COVID or you have the flu. Little things like that I think would be good to know. I, I don't see a reason we can't get there given how quickly the technology is advanced. Hopefully somebody is working on that And I don't want to bring it back to sex every time, but the STD one would actually be kind of cool. If you could just run yourself a quick test in the same way that it's just a nice courtesy before you go over to someone's house for Easter weekend, take a rapid test and make sure you're not positive. Okay, well, before you rail somebody, take a rapid test and make sure you're not giving them anything. That would be a nice thing to do.
0: I wonder what that would look like. Like for a female, for example, I don't know, how how do they do the STD testing for, for like men? I don't know. Do they stick something up? There were, how does that work? Do you B- know? Blood tests. Blood testing, okay. Because for women, for example, we can go for our our pap, and we should regularly be going for paps, and that's one way to do it. I just know that there's going to be a discomfort there for some people, depending on how invasive a test like that is for STDs. But right now, you can walk into a lab. You can get an appointment to go to a lab to do it. Uh, Not quick results, though. I mean, yeah, you got to wait for your results quite a bit. It's not like you can rail someone that same day and be absolutely confident you don't have something. You're waiting a couple days.
1: But it's just a nice thing to be able to say or do is if you can uh, just say, hey, I just took a test. No gonorrhea. Let's get let's bang. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? What a beautiful expression of love. I don't know love.
0: that that's something that's important to most people, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't think it's out there on the list of shit that we'd need.
1: Oh, hang on. Dave just walked into the studio. Hey, Dave. Can I read this or do you want to read it? You go ahead. Okay uh dave just came in and he handed this to us we finally got it you hear every day at the beginning of the podcast the award-winning after nine podcast we just got the award cat the 2020 broadcast dialogue award
0: hooray so in in the like in the flash, like in person like you get not what does it look like
1: no, it's an actual award, a major award. Uh, best Broadcast to Podcast, the After Nine Podcast with Scott and Cat, 91.5 The Beat. And it says here Scott and Cat, unprecedented times create extraordinary radio. Congratulations on your Broadcast Dialogue 2020 Canadian Radio Awards win. You are in fine company. Signed Sean Smith, publisher, Broadcast Dialogue. There you go. Beautiful. That's cool. It was a year ago. You wanted a year ago. We wanted a year ago.
2: It was like,
0: yeah, like we're hovering upon like a 1.5 years. But yeah, that's cool to finally get it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm imagining that they had supply chain issues as well.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't say.
2: Yeah, uh, that's great, Dave. Thanks for bringing that in. Uh, what are your plans for Easter? Um, I don't know. Uh, all right, fair. At this point, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um, I really don't. What do you think of Elon Musk buying Twitter while well, you're here? Because that was what we were going to next. Oh, is that what you were talking about? Um,
1: but he's got an offer to buy the whole company. I mean, forget being the single biggest shareholder.
2: He's just going to buy the whole thing if the shareholders accept his offer. I think it will adversely change the way you use Twitter. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's he wants to do a bunch of different things with it. Um, if he has full control of it, uh, you, you'll get your edit button that everybody screams about. Um, which I still don't understand why there wasn't one, to be quite honest. But um, yeah, I, I know he's, he's had some ideas about how to um, handle bots and things like that. Um, how to handle those fake accounts and, and you know, de-verifying people and, and verifying other people and, and things like that. So I think the experience will probably change a little bit. Um, I don't know what he would do overall with it, but... That's that's kind of what I'm hearing is that that's what he would do is just those little tiny things for now. Um, He wanted to start his own, didn't he? He did. But I mean, he did. As an upstart, that's expensive. It's super expensive and not easy. Uh, Just uh, just look at the truth app. (laughs) Oh, this is true. You know, like there's a perfect example of that. Um, Here's the
1: thing. I know people are making a big deal out of it. the price tag. How much is he paying again, Kat? Forty three billion.
0: Yeah, forty three billion.
1: The com- and that's an 18% premium for the shareholders. So if he's willing to pay, let's say it's $35 billion. Let's say Twitter is worth $35 billion and he's offering 43. billion, I would think the shareholders are crazy to not accept that offer. And some people are saying he's just wasting $43 million. Uh, not really. He's wasting thirteen billion dollars because the company is actually worth thirty-five. And if he sold it the next day, he'd get his thirty-five back, just not necessarily the thirteen. Look at you casually throwing around thirty-five billion dollars. Well, it's not my fucking money. I don't care. <laughs> Do what you want with it, Elon. He's got it. He'll be the first guy to tweet from Mars. I yeah. think he will be. Do you think he's putting Wi-Fi up there? Fucking right, he is. <laughs> There's gonna be Wi-Fi. Everywhere. Yeah. In fact, everything you buy will come with Twitter pre-installed. You'll probably be able to
2: just tell your Tesla what's on your mind, and it'll tweet for you. Once Elon gets his hands on it. There will be a Tesla charging station uh, up on Mars. Before <laughs> there's a Starbucks. Before there's a bit of a living up there. You'll have <laughs> you'll have a Tesla charging station ready for you when you get there.
1: <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If yeah. only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? Uh, cat Morgan Hoffman is a golfer. Have you ever heard of him?
0: N- I've never heard of him, no.
1: 27 years old. He has incurable muscular dystrophy. He was diagnosed with it in 2016, and that's why he left the PGA Tour. What he did after that was a little strange, but he decided he was going to take his own health into his own hands, and he got lost in the Costa Rican jungle Eventually. At first, he went to Nepal. He lived off the grid with his wife for three months. And that's where he discovered, and this is going to be hard to hear for some people, urine therapy. He experimented with deep cleansing diets where he consumed no food and no water for 10 days and instead only drank a cup of his own urine twice a day. From there, he went to the Costa Rican jungle, where he met with many shaman and tribal leaders who explained to him some of their regular home remedies. He tried some hallucinogens, which apparently he said were revolutionary for his treatment. He got into the
2: ayahuasca, didn't he? The ayahuasca? Is that by Pfizer? Yeah, right. (laughs) You should be able to get it in an antiviral in about six months. Yeah, ayahuasca is like a crazy psychedelic. And it's supposed to, it's like mushrooms times a thousand. Really? Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know specifically what it was, but all of these
1: treatments that he took, all home type remedies. What's the word for that, Kat? You know these things. Homeopathic. Oh, like the
0: naturopathic. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: So between drinking his own urine and trying out the hallucinogenics and, and things like that. This weekend, he rejoins the PGA Tour with no issues from muscular dystrophy. Wow. So we're not saying he cured it. We don't know what the status is because I don't even know if he's still going to see regular doctors and going for things like MRIs. But he feels good enough that he can compete at an elite professional sports level with muscular dystrophy after drinking his own pee and
2: taking a whole bunch of weird drugs I remember years ago, there was a, a UFC fighter, Leota Machida was his name, and he uh, did an interview and talked about drinking urine. And everybody immediately was like, you're a nut. Like, what are you talking about? This is insane. Most doctors will tell you that urine is filled with the things your body's getting rid of. And all, it's used all of the things that you've put in your body that it needs, and now all of that is extra that you don't need. I am not going to be... Uh, somebody who sits here and professes to be an expert on, on the piss industry but um, <laughs> if, 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 this is, if this is working, well then they're on to something I don't know what it is and I don't know the long term benefit if it's just a, a pile of piss or if it's real uh, I don't know, but it's interesting
0: yeah, I want to make it clear too, naturopaths that are going to be listening to this right now are asking us to please stop associating what they do for a living with piss drinking. I just want to make that perfectly clear. That is not what it is at all. You but fucked it is up nothing... my whole
2: client list. Thanks.
0: But, yeah, like it, But it is, wherever he went, I mean he went to all those places and that was with that particular shaman, I assume it was a shaman who encouraged yep. this, based on the cleansing uh, diet that he had with grapes. So I assume it just tasted like nothing. You get to a point where apparently it tastes like nothing. We don't encourage people to drink it. This is a one one thing out of many that he did. But it there is something to be said for the beginning stages of finding a cure for something, or even finding a way to live with something. And sometimes these remedies, they seem obscure and strange, but it's just a stepping stone to figuring it out. Like maybe he'll be the first one to test this out truly. But eventually, down the line, ten years from now, someone's going to be doing a similar thing, and they're going to find a way to do it without having to drink your own urine. I mean, I don't know, but good for him, willing to do that. I don't know how you like. You, are you supposed to like mix it with something? Like, can you mix it with vodka? Like, how does that work? I have many questions. Like you, you put you crystal Carbonated or.
1: Yeah, it goes into SodaStream. It's yeah. fucking great.
2: <laughs> you put a little bubbly in there. It's wonderful. Yeah.
1: It Michael a little, Buble lime, is a little now, lime on the side. Ma-
2: Michael Bublé is now going to advocate for piss in your SodaStream. Good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but in all fairness, because if, if somebody came to me and said, Scott, that, uh, w- what is an issue I have? My left ankle is just wrecked. If you ever see me, I walk with a bit of a limp, and that's because I hurt my ankle playing golf like 15 years ago, and I was too afraid I guess I'll just say afraid to go and get it repaired because they told me yeah you're going to be off your feet for
2: like six months to do this repair it's a bad one and quite honestly that's what he tells everybody is the reason why he's not on the PGA tour so that's the reason you've been able to to stretch this excuse out forever if it wasn't for that ankle yeah Yeah. but I mean if somebody came to me and said Scott this is legit tried tested
1: and true I got it from a shaman in the Costa Rican jungle (laughs) you got to drink your own piss like for 10 days straight and then your ankle will be fine I might actually take that deal because it's a lot better than being in a boot for six months. But I'd really struggle with how to do it. I mean, nobody drinks milk right out of a cow's teat. Somebody extracts it and then you drink it from a nice cup that was in your cupboard. It's processed. Exactly. Yeah. But the piss, like do I like do I pee into a Sprite bottle and then just bottoms up? Yeah. Or how do I do do I pee into like a mug? Do I warm it up? Well it would already be warm. Do I let it cool first? I don't know the etiquette of how this stuff happens. Like how does this work in your head, Kat?
0: Oh my gosh. I couldn't begin to tell you. I mean, it's obscure to me. I, I feel like unless you're faced with, hey, here's what's wrong with you. And don't forget this guy had the means to do it because this is pretty rare that a you're going to find someone willing to do it and b find someone who has the means to do it. And by that, I mean the money to be able to not work for a decent amount of time to be able to leave and go do this with his spouse, by the way, that takes a lot. I don't, I don't know how many people would be willing to let's say that aside, do this. Like, hey, this is going to be your life for a little while in order to cure or at least uh, prevent you from getting worse for your ailment. I don't know how it works with the pee. I don't understand it. It's not the first time we've heard about people drinking pee in in this form to try to cure things or make themselves feel better. I don't even know if we have data to support that it's actually legit because anything... Pharma will completely ignore this. Anything pharma does not want you to hear about stuff like this. And I think the average person probably would be grossed out here even knowing that this is a thing that this guy did. But if there is something to it, I think we need to start getting data on stuff like this so that we know.
1: What if I laid on my back and pointed my pecker up? Like, is that a good means like a of fountain? getting it? Yeah, like a, a my own <laughs> fountain. personal fountain.
2: <laughs> Gross. That's the method of drinking I, it. I, I'm, I don't know. Are you either one of you fascinated with how these ideas start? Like anything that's been an amazing change in human history, any medical or any, God, gravity, anything that we've discovered over time, there had to, has to be a good story of like the weird thing that went, aha. What was the aha moment with the piss? Yeah, it wasn't like an apple fell on somebody's head and no. you discovered, oh shit, there's an attraction to the ground. Yeah. We'll that gravity. Lightning, electricity, all of that stuff. But at what point did did the conversation either start or was it an accident? Did you accidentally drink urine? And, and i like, man, I feel so much better. Oh, fuck, that was the wrong cup. <laughs> oh, well, I've done it now. But I feel like a million bucks. Like, how did it happen? You know? Yeah, yeah it's
1: funny you mentioned that and I don't know what you guys think about this but I from time to time do wonder about how we ended up doing things that we do for example think back to the beginning of time the earliest homo sapiens on the planet whose idea was it to take his penis and put it in her vagina because that seems a little random a little obscure let alone uh. to figure out that that's how procreation takes place there wasn't a book there wasn't a manual nobody was standing there mm. saying you know if you rub that for a few minutes and then stick it in or you'll I have a baby it. in nine
2: months i get it crow magnum was the first influencer <laughs> they, what? they looked at each other and saw either an animal doing it and going hmm Let's try that. You got one of those, don't you? Yeah. We're looking down. You're like, I have the same equipment. Let me check under this leaf. Well, how does this work? Yeah, because I, is it instinctual that that's what, what, I don't know. It's
0: instinctual. (laughs) <laughs> but you're of like, course, you get the cra- You get the craving and it just happens. You're like, that would it, be good in but here. But how do you
2: know where it goes if you don't know? Oh, you just
0: know. It leads It leads the way for it's, for you. It's I'm got
2: sure. a sonar on the tip.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like, this is what I want to do. And depending on what you're into, it gets attracted to one thing or the other. Like, that would look good in here. Let's try that right now.
1: It's the same concept as how the Roomba always finds its base. Right. It's just yeah. got like a built-in.
2: It knows where it's supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> where it's supposed to reset. Okay, well,
1: I'm, there's a couple of options. Yeah. There's a couple of different holes there on a woman. How did the guy
2: know that one, not that one? Was there trial and error? Maybe there was trial and error. <laughs> Imagine
0: that was the very first time a man heard
2: wrong home. Yeah. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Try again.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Mario. The princess is in another castle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take your Bowser the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, we are getting low on time. This one's going to be a shorter one today, guys, but just quickly, who's the biggest asshole you know? That was the subject of a research project that was recently done, and through a number of surveys, they've been able to lump in, I noticed nobody answered that. Okay, thank you. The we can figure out that there are certain people that we generally consider an asshole. An old boss, would probably be an asshole. We can all think of an Mm. old boss at some point that we've had that was an
2: asshole, right?
0: I've been pretty lucky, and then I wouldn't call any of them assholes. There's been ones I disagreed with.
2: Kat subscribes to the theory of do not burn bridges. Yeah. (laughs) I can think of lots of them. I'm just not going to name names. That's the difference between you and I. An
1: estranged family member or an ex. There's a lot of people who consider their ex an asshole. Middle-aged men are more likely to be considered assholes than any other demographic. And the most common asshole traits that they listed were manipulative, irresponsible, aggressive, and entitled. So can we break down what actually makes you an asshole? Because that's all very, very specific.
2: I feel like if you're the kind of person who drives with your blinker on, you're an asshole, but it didn't make the list. See, and I think if you're somebody who doesn't say thank you when you let somebody in to your lane you let somebody get in front of you and if they don't give a courtesy wave that's an asshole yeah
1: exactly now we can escalate this to like the fucking asshole level Like you've got to do something
2: next level to reach that if you're a fucking asshole you're an asshole that's a come into the lane and do not signal
0: (laughs) i feel like for for me the, uh, the first thing i thought of was actually a past teacher that i really really hated
1: what made them an asshole
0: oh everything about them
1: like not willing
0: to be a teacher, like do your job, uh, yeah. it's just generally your attitude when you walk in every single day, just an absolute asshole.
1: Hmm. I don't really have any assholes in my life. I mean, I know they say ex-spouses was one of the three, the main three that people generally consider an asshole. And today does actually happen to be National Ex-Spouse Day. But I wouldn't consider my ex an asshole. Why do you why do we have National Ex-Spouse Day? What is that? They're encouraging the people point? to be nicer to 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 just have a less hatred
2: in their lives and just be more open to the Tomorrow's see the nice side of an axe murderer day. And like <laughs> what? <laughs> As the matter
1: is presently before the courts, I will reserve any further comment right. on this particular <laughs> subject. You know, it's been five years, though. Still going. Still going.
0: It's silly.
1: I'm currently making a movie, The World's Longest Divorce, and I think we're into the final chapter.
2: Yeah. But if this was a reality series, you'd be in like season 61. I also thought we were into the final chapter like four years ago. Oh, that's a good story. Every time you think you're at the
1: end of it, it keeps going. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Last but certainly not least, before we go, there's a new... I don't want to call it an occupation. Is it an occupation? It kind of is, right?
0: It's somebody who's making
1: money charging people for a service. So I think we have to call that, at the absolute least, it's a a viable business. Is that right?
0: Is it registered? That's a good question. I'm not sure. But there's a TikToker who says that she has made, over the last year, Dave, $150,000 naming other people's kids.
1: She's a professional baby namer.
2: Oh, my.
0: <laughs> and, and get and yeah, this. How is this? You're wondering, like, oh, does she get like five bucks here, 10 bucks there, 20 bucks there, a $100? No. She claims there are some people that have paid her $10,000.
2: So why would anyone pay this person to name their baby? What's the story behind it? Like, is there some sort of luck that comes along with it? What is it? Do you want to hear the quote from TikTok? Yeah. Here it is. Listen.
0: Here are my top suggestions for a little brother. I would say Emmett Miller and Grady Wilson, Waylon, Fletcher, Langston, or Harvey? I'm kind of trying to evoke a ritzy, art deco, 1920s revival. Happy baby naming.
1: But who is she? Like, how is she an expert? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know anything about this woman.
0: What makes people an expert? It's, it's so true. She says that she's helped about 100 uh, couples name their babies in 2020, and then it's just gone up from there when she first started doing it. And she used to give away her services for free, basically, at one point, to friends it's, and family, and then said, screw service. this, I'm going to charge.
2: It's not a service. <laughs> I'm, going on the, I'm going on the team of this is not a job. This is a, a uh, modern-day snake oil salesman, and she's figured out a hustle. Good for her. Yes, but it's not has. a job, for Christ's sake. Like, i go but, open a book, and but, I, Dave, I can be an expert.
0: You're absolutely right on that. Like, it is just another way that she's making money, because she used to be a matchmaker. So, and people would pay her to, to, to find their mate, and now she's on to the babies. And I bet you she's going back to those couples she helped put, get, like, get together and be like, for another 10000 I will also name your babies. It's crazy to me. It's
1: wild. Will she throw in the new dog for free, or do I have to come up with my own name for the dog?
2: What's the the business presentation on that? It's, here's why you need my services. Because you're an idiot and can't come up with a name on your own. So I'm going to tell you what the popular names are, there's websites that do that for free every single day.
0: Let me let me give you an exact example because there's an article. If you want to look it up, it's in the New York Post, guys. But there's an article about her, and she said recently because they said give me an example, like what are people paying you money for? So she said recently I sat down with a couple. We went through their story together, and and we heard about their first date, and I chose the baby name Parks for a couple who had their first kiss in a town called Parker.
2: Oh, amazing. Then my next going child's going to be named Moose Winooski. <laughs> 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 great. Moose Winooski Blizzard. Coming soon. That's great. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, let me give you a different take on this and then we'll wrap it up. I know that people hear this and they think, oh, fucking con artists. Or, oh, who would be stupid enough to do that? Think about the brilliance of this woman. If she's being truthful, if she's actually made that much money suckering people into paying her to do what they could do on their own for absolutely no dollars, she's pretty smart. I think we should hire this girl. Make her in charge of Procurement Canada. Maybe she can get us a better fucking deal on new fighter jets or or booster shots. We should have her working for us. She's saving. She could save the taxpayers a fortune just by conning other
2: leaders. This right here is game recognized game. Like good honor for figuring out a hustle, figuring out how to get people to pay her for doing really no work. I mean, sure. All the power to her. It's just, a sad example of how naive people are and how they will buy into anything they buy emotionally and this is a perfect example of but it
1: But you don't even own the name like if she says you know what your kid's name is gonna be miller it's not like you've got the only miller in the world no maybe that would be worth ten thousand dollars to have someone with a name that
2: nobody else can use
1: but that's not the case you're just paying her for a thought
2: that's it i want to start one and i'll go wacky i'll be like i think you should name the child Stephen, but use a seven I'm like what use a seven somewhere in there very unique need
0: less of that not more
2: guys have yourselves
1: a happy easter and thank you for listening to this episode of after nine do we owe any apologies to anybody today
2: i think anybody who has a seven in their name is the first person i think of yeah anyone who's ever drank their, their pee them. yep Anybody who's found, fa- yeah, we have to apologize to homeopaths, naturopaths, anybody that we have offended with with misinformation, uh, and then anything you guys talked about before, I'm sure there's plenty to apologize for.
1: Oh, actually, there is, uh, and I can tie this all together. We're gonna go full circle here. I thought of a perfect example of fucking asshole. The guy who's coming out to do that modeling data later on today. Oh, fuck no. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have a great happy Easter outside alone, Dr. Peter Uni. What is it? What is the problem if we have seven people gathering for a Christmas dinner rather than 25? You can enjoy yourself among these seven people. We will uh, see you back here on Monday, guys. Happy Easter. The After Nine podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin
2: City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy